Did you guys know there was a Scream 4? I had no idea. I saw 1, which is great, and 2 is not great, and 3 is also not great. I had no idea there was a 4. I was on Netflix the other night, and uh, there it was. So obviously I watched it. And I have to say, it's not good. It's not unwatchable. You can totally watch it. Um, but it's definitely not enjoyable. There's a big difference. Uh, it's, it's a functioning movie. There's a beginning, a middle, and an end. And more or less, there are three acts. But, uh, man, it's pretty crappy. I didn't even know there was one. Hey, oh well. It wasn't like two hours wasted. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't two hours like that I loved. Aside from telling the story, I would never talk about it again. I don't know. Simpler times. Simpler times. So I had a few weeks off. I've just been dealing with a lot of stuff. Um, and these are excuses. Like as far as as far as why I didn't make a podcast for the last three weeks, um, because I could have and should have. I had the time. I, I schedule out time for this, and it's the same pretty much every week. Um, but just dealing with a lot of shit really. Uh, sunk pretty deep into depression and um, there's a lot of changes going on in my life like my son is about to start school and I'm internally not handling that well at all like it's uh, terrifying and heartbreaking and and it's exciting of course and he's really looking forward to it and uh, but I know it'll be you know one of the first things in his life that's like um oh, daddy can't be here, or I have to be alone, or I'm doing this on my own, like that type of thing. And uh, it's scary. And I project, like, I don't do this to him, but in my mind, a lot of this fear and uh, anticipation anxiety is just me projecting my own childhood and my shit uh, onto him because, you know, he's such a loving and beautiful boy and he knows that he's cared for and like he knows his daddy's right there and, uh, you know, his, he knows his mommy loves him. And so it's like his experience is already different, um, than mine. So, but it's just my fear of all that stuff. Like, you know, the, the first time some kid is mean to him or makes him feel weird or isolated or all those things. And, you know, he's so young and how is he going to, but he'll be fine. He's strong and smart and uh, so kind. So he will be just fine. But it's causing a lot of... um, It's stirring up a lot for me. And then on top of that, you know, just dealing with his mom is very difficult, unfortunately, and it's unnecessarily so. And then just recently I... uh, saw my ex-girlfriend with this guy there's a whole I don't, one of the guys that she cheated on me with and so it's like they're together and that I didn't expect it to fuck me up because it's like I, I I assumed that would happen um, but man it fucked me up uh, pretty bad like it really just kind of spun me out and put me right back to dealing with all of that um, 
Yeah. It's hard to deal with that stuff. You know, it's, it's weird. Cause like we, I broke up with her a while ago, you know, a year and a half ago. And, uh, it was really hard and painful. And I've been working this whole time to get through it. Uh, it was a really hard breakup. And then, um, seeing that it, it kind of brought me back a year and a half and then some other shit, but it's like, I ha I don't often have that experience. Like I didn't have that experience with my ex-wife. You know, I wanted her to date. I, I, I was hoping she would. And, uh, I was hoping that when she found someone that it would, you know, elicit some nicer feelings in her. Um, but much like Scream 4, it was just a lost cause because just, it just didn't happen. Um, so I've been dealing with that and, uh, you know, because of that, started eating really shitty, like <laughs> fucking Postmates, you know, yes, please deliver uh, some corn dogs and French fries and, uh, you know, then I'll get some cream puffs from Beard Papas and like shit like that. Um, still working out, but just really eating poorly uh, to cope. So it's like that stuff I don't need or even want. And then, you know, financially it's a, it's a big problem because it adds up, you know, it's just a meal here or a meal there. But the next thing you know, it's a couple hundred dollars or a few hundred dollars that I would have rather spent elsewhere um, or saved. So all that feels real punitive anyway. You know, that's something I'm still working on is uh not being so punitive and and harshly judgmental of myself which i am and i think i mentioned it before but i never even knew that remember when i started therapy my therapist asked if i was judgmental of myself if there was a hard judge and i was like no that's crazy and then just you know through speaking and and hearing my words out loud i was like fuck and like and her reflecting it back to me and be like this is what you just said um, yeah, super, super harsh with myself. Yeah. Therapy's cool. Like, as, you know, it's someone to talk to. It's very helpful, but it, it's an unbiased. This person has no stake in my life, um, but it's an educated person who understands the mind and, and they've gone through the work. So they know from their experience and, you know, of course they still deal with their own shit and that, that never goes away, but they come from a place of compassion um again they're unbiased and they know what the fuck they're talking about hopefully you know it's hard to find a good therapist i guess i really lucked out this woman came highly recommended from one of my best friends who is also a therapist who i highly respect um and it just worked out we're a perfect match for each other our personalities are very complimentary and uh yeah uh, it just it Everybody should get in therapy. It's so good. Everybody's got shit to deal with. Um, but what th I think uh, people's misconception of therapy is that like you're weak or broken or sick or crazy if you have to go to therapy um, and that you somehow you are not strong. But what therapy did, for, like my whole life is be just because of my childhood and how I grew up everything in my life has been geared around like strengthening my body and learning how to fight and doing all this really aggressive um, protection of myself f f externally while internally 
um, was just, you know, so full of sorrow and, and heartbreak. And, um, but what therapy has allowed me to do is it's allowed my strength to come from somewhere other than anger and insecurity. Um, it's allowed it to come from a place of compassion and love toward myself, compassion and love and curiosity. And while I'm still dealing with insecurities and anger and anticipation anxiety and a lot of heartbreak and, and physical and mental and emotional trauma and shit like that, um, it's allowed me to, to find strength elsewhere from the other parts of my mind that uh, I was not drawing strength from, that they were just kind of like locked away. So this other part of me that could be strong was doing all the, the heavy lifting uh, figuratively and, and literally. So that's why it's so important to do it. Um, and especially, and I, I really try to talk about it a lot as someone who's a you know, personal trainer so and a martial arts instructor. So those two things don't often link to the work you need to do with your mind and with your heart uh, in connection with your body. We tend to separate it one or the other. So super important, man. Uh, therapy's so good. It's allowed me, and it's, it's fucking brutal. It sucks. Like it's so hard and uh, it really hurts to dig up old stuff and then to also to not rely on old coping mechanisms. It's just like, ah, who cares why you're acting out or self-sabotaging or whatever. just fuck it, close your eyes and run uh, forward and maybe you'll make it through. Um, but it's, you know, sitting with feelings, asking questions of yourself. Why am I feeling this? What do I need? What do I want? Uh, and if, you know, for me, so much, you know, neglect and other things, um, that what, what I need, what I want were never questions I asked. And now they're, they're questions that I am, I work consciously to ask. I don't always do it, but I, uh, I do work consciously to, to ask. I wonder if homeless people hate debit cards. Don't you think like the homeless game, the panhandling game really panhandling is panhandling with gold panhandling with gold. Wait, what's the people begging? <laughs> what is that called? Oh, panhandling, right? Isn't that panhandling? Yeah. Yeah, you can use that for begging in the street. Yeah, so the panhandling game really took a hit when debit cards came out, right? Like whenever they got real popular and everybody had a debit card. Because I know when people ask of me, like I almost never have cash on me. So it's like, do you have money? No, I just have a card. I wonder how much harder it got to be. If it wasn't hard enough to be homeless, how much harder did it get just because of credit cards and debit cards? Fucking nobody has cash. Right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Something I just wanted to think about. Recently, there was some really weird stuff going on with, like, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Like, she got all this hate because she was going to play a trans... Forgive me if the term I'm using is wrong. It changes so much. I, I mean, no disrespect. I'm just saying a word. If it's trans or transgender, whatever it is, whatever the word is, 
not it meaning the people. Um, but she was getting so much hate for it. And it's like some of that for sure was um, ricocheting off of uh, Ghost in the Shell, where, you know, it was written as a Japanese character and then they made it a white woman. And, you know, there's so much outrage. And that, you know, I get it. I get it. They could have, there are plenty um, Japanese American actors that could have and should have played that role. Uh, so I think a lot of it was kind of that, like she was kind of targeted in that sense, but I didn't understand for this movie. Like we're in this weird, t- like that, that's an issue of ethnicity. Um, okay. And, and saying this argument, I, I hear how you can apply this to what I'm about to say. Like I, I hear the argument against it too, but there's this weird thing in movies right now um, that like, you can't be, you can't pretend to be a thing unless you're actually that thing. Like, but that's what acting is. It's all pretend. You know, Al Pacino wasn't really a cocaine dealer. It's weird. I have a sneaking suspicion that most of those people in Game of Thrones aren't actually Dothraki. You know, when actors play sociopaths or psychopaths, they're not actually that. So where's the outrage? Like, why don't they use real sociopaths and real psychopaths? It's, it's, it's interesting. Like, she wasn't playing... They didn't... It was written as a... As far as I know, as the character was written as a white trans woman. Or man, however... I don't know how they were going to play it. So she's a white woman. I don't understand the issue here. You know, Dwayne Johnson just played an amputee. He's not really an amputee. Where's the outrage for that? And I'm not saying there there shouldn't be. Um, You know, they're actors. If there were, like, well, no, you can't say that argument. You know, if there were a bunch of trans actors, then they could have used it because then the argument is, like, well, they don't put many trans people in the spotlight. So, you know, but again, the issue is just like, you know, can't an act... It's the inconsistency. You know, it's like hitting a kid. The problem with hitting your kid as discipline, aside from that it's fucked up and cruel um, and ignorant, is that there's no consistency. So you're not building uh, knowledge for the kid about what's good or bad because sometimes they get hit and sometimes they don't and often for the same thing. So all you're building is fear and anxiety about everything they do could, could potentially end in violence or it might not. So they're constantly on the edge of their seat and what then just creates more barriers. So this is that same thing too, where like if there is outrage against Scarlett Johansson playing a trans person, there should, shouldn't there also be outrage for Dwayne Johnson playing an amputee? Um, And maybe there was a better way for her to go about it, you know, come out publicly and say, Hey, I would really like to play this role. I want to understand and I want to help others understand. um, And I'm going to talk to trans community and, and see what their feelings are. And I want to present this in the best way possible. Um, maybe if she had done that, did she do that? I don't know if, if she did. I don't even think she had enough time. Like a, the second it was announced, all the fucking social justice warriors were like, fucking outrage. This outrage culture is is pretty ridiculous. I mean, it's a hard reaction to Trump and, and, and everything. People are leaning into it so hard because of, you know, what's running our country is this, this despicable thing so everything is an outrage um i just saw i didn't even see the video 
but a, a gif of Tom Holland, uh, Spider-Man, having in an interview, and the interviewer, it was just subtitled, the interviewer asked, you know, how is your girlfriend? Does she embarrass you being around all these celebrities? And he kind of started the answer, and then he was like, wait, I just need to address something. Uh, my partner doesn't identify as male or female they identify as they so when you refer to them can you please use they or them um and he was like it's not very hard and by reading it it seemed like he was really disturbed and and frustrated and annoyed i don't know if that was the case i didn't hear it so i'm just going off of the text and then the look on his face so i could be wrong um but he was like upset and he's like you know so it's, it's not the interviewer's fault for not knowing that I mean, you could say like, well, they should have researched it, but you know, they don't have to do that. They're asking questions and, and it's okay if somebody asks a question in a manner that you're not comfortable with to then explain to them calmly and, and with compassion, your preference or view. So in this sense, you know, yes, he was coming to the defense of his partner who was not there, but even the way the headline was spun in that article that had that GIF in it was like, Tom Holland defends his partner's pronoun. And it's like his partner wasn't under attack. So there was no, he didn't defend his partner. He just corrected the interview. So even the headline was outraged and sensationalized. But like his response could have been the same thing, but just without the anger or frustration because that's the only way you get people to learn if you attack them like you need to say this and you nobody they don't want to hear that and they don't want to you can't get somebody on your side by making them feel like shit um now maybe prior to the interview maybe he said that like hey if you bring up my partner they identify as they them their um so could you do that maybe he did that first and then the interviewer like didn't do it and that would be where the, and that would, I get it. That would be the, where the frustration came from. But if that didn't happen and it was the first time and the interview just said this thing, like we have to, and it's it was so easy to say this. It's just something to work on, something to practice. Like don't let your past issues with something that happened with someone else or from another time or another place affect how you deal with this new person in this new situation. You know? this shit is complicated. People are complicated. And the stuff with, you know, if you are a man and you feel like a woman inside or you're a woman and you feel like a man inside or you're either and you feel like neither of them, you don't feel like, that's fine. Um, And not only, and that's hard to deal with. You know, we're built in a society of definitions. So it's like, it, it can be hard if you feel you don't, it can be very isolating and then there's hatred and, um, prejudice against things that aren't the quote norm. Um, but it's like, you should identify as whatever you identify with and, and everybody should work to be okay with that. Um, and be tolerant, but we also need to be tolerant of people who don't understand, don't like it, can't wrap their heads around it. You know, they have that right too. They don't have a right to like attack you for it or hold something back from you. Uh, certainly not. You know, we all, should have the same opportunity and that's what we should work toward but like forcing somebody to be okay with it is is just as bad as forcing somebody to not have rights for 
You know, you can't, that's just, it's just fascism. You can't make somebody feel a certain way. So if you say to somebody like, would you please refer to me or my partner or whatever as they, them or him, her or whatever, Zims or whatever it is, um, say it. But if they don't want to do that, then you need to respect that too. You don't need to continue that conversation with them. But as long as they're not attacking you for it, if they're like, no, I don't, that's complicated too. Cause it's like, you know, a decent person would be like, okay. And I'll, and then do their best to, to try to do that. But it is getting so far into that where people are taking advantage of that. Like, no, no, I'm a fox. You have to, uh, you have to identify me as a fox or a fucking dragon or a, you know, a Muppet or Pikachu or something. And it's like, okay, well now you're just being ridiculous because that's not the real, that's not real. You're just making this up because you want people to like bend. It's a, it's a weird form of manipulation that we haven't really seen before where it's under the guise of tolerance and you need to be tolerant and you need to be open-minded. People are taking advantage and making it about forcing people to do or say things that aren't real. It's weird and it's complicated. It's complicated. You know, um, one of the groups I work with a couple times a week are kids and a lot of them are trans or, or different, prefer different pronouns, one or the other. Um, and that's all fine. So it's allowed me to be exposed to it and learn from it too, which I'm really grateful for. But, uh, it's complicated and, and we, people just need to accept it. Yeah, it's complicated. And it's like, if things have been one way for thousands and thousands of years, and then it's starting to change very rapidly and very quickly, you got to give people a chance to catch up. It takes time. And again, you, you're not going to make friends by yelling at them and telling them what a piece of shit they are because they don't understand when it happens right away for them. Like you may have been coming to these conclusions for a while and dealing with a lot of um, internal struggle and strife in, in, in that, but it's brand new for the people you're telling it to. So give them a chance to figure it out um, and also be accepting of if they don't get it. They should respect you and do their best uh, to hear you, but they don't have to understand or like it. They just, they, they don't have a right to take anything away from you as a result of it though. Um, yeah, it's fucking complicated, man. Shit is complicated. We have this need to make things one way or the other. You're either left or right. You're either pro trans and pro gay or lesbian or queer, or you're hating on them. Like you can't, before some things and then against other parts of it. It's weird, you know, and, and both sides do it. You know, you're a Republican or you, yeah, you're a Republican, so fuck you, you, you know, you support Trump. And it's like, they may not, there are decent Republicans too. And there were even decent people that voted for Trump. Supporting him now is kind of where I draw the line though. Like if you voted for him, you know, you, you took a shot, you felt, that it would be in your best interest, even though it was at the expense of other people, which again, I don't agree with. It's not okay for me. Um, but if you're still supporting him, Jesus Christ, you have some real fucking issues. And a lot of those issues just come from people not being able to admit their mistakes because to it, like a, like a child, you know, when you yell at a child for doing something, they can't distinguish between, um, 
their actions and themselves. So when you're yelling at them because they did a thing, what they're actually hearing, what they're actually internalizing is not that they did something bad, but that they're bad. And most people never grow out of that or are taught out of that. So they maintain it forever and it exists in school. You did bad on your test, so you fail. You're being punished. You know, you spoke up, so you're going to detention. You're everything is failure or punishment-based systems don't work they just don't that's what you know why prisons are shitty because it's being punished instead of rehabilitating and the ones that do rehabilitate are better um because they care about the person and about helping and 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 not uh making an example you know um so anyway i don't know where i was fuck i was going with that but uh so we all need to just listen to each other and understand that things are complicated life is hard people are complicated and these things take time. They're, things are nuanced and um, there might be multiple facets of the same issue. You know, like Louis C.K. had that bit about like, is abortion killing a baby? Yeah. But should you be able to do it? Yeah. And it's like, of course. You know, nobody's overjoyed to get an abortion. Nobody's like, woohoo, I'm going <laughs> to go to the doctor and kill this unborn baby or fetus or what the fuck. You know, it's a horrible, traumatic moment. Um, but if it's growing inside your body, you definitely have the right to do that. You know, and I know that's uh, not... I'm glad it's not entirely uncommon to hear that perspective now. Um, the, the fact that we believe that we can control how somebody else uses their body is crazy. And then also the same thing about, like, people care so much, they're all up in arms about an unborn baby, and then once it's born, it's like, fuck them. Who gives a shit? Put them in a cage. Rip them away from that mother after it's born and stick them in a cage. Um, people are all fucked up and weird, man. And a lot of that is just because of doctrines and ideas, the same thing that religion does to people. It's like, I can't accept the good thing about what you said because it's not a part of the the name that I put over my head or on my fucking name badge it's this i this insatiable need most people have to define themselves and let everybody else know what that definition is you know instead of striving for understanding we we strive for definition and uh that's not good having answers isn't isn't the point it's having questions and and constantly growing and constantly learning is is what's beneficial um you know, if a lot of this stuff ends up feeling like a broken record, if I say it a lot, uh, you know, tough shit, turn it off, find another podcast. Oh, welcome to Porb, uh, your favorite podcast that's not porn, your favorite thing on the internet that's not porn. Yeah, yeah, your favorite thing on the internet that's not porn. Maybe it's like fifth down. It's like porn and then videos of animals doing cute things. And then like videos of people falling off stuff or crashing into things, but not dying. And then, uh, you know, Instagram and then this. Yeah. I like that. Um, but yeah, just, you know, take your fucking time, man. Discrimination and prejudice is bad. Also, virtue signaling and fascism is bad so we have these two extremes there's these groups and people that are just horribly prejudiced and and uh discriminating against everybody that's not them and then this other group that is just 
so obsessed with letting everybody else know how much virtue they have. It's like, look how outraged I am. Don't you like me because I'm outraged about these things? And then trying to control how everybody else behaves about it. You know, both of those things are bad. There's no middle ground, you know. I hear a lot too, like people saying that they're triggered. Everybody's, I don't think we understand the difference between being triggered or then just remembering something uncomfortable or being uncomfortable because there's a difference. Being uncomfortable is somebody saying something you don't agree with, but you're not going to respond or like, you know, you turn on the TV and you see like a guy fucking a goat and you're like, that's gross. <laughs> that makes me uncomfortable. Being triggered is like when you see the guy fucking a goat, it brings you back to a time when you fucked a goat or a goat fucked you or someone tried to make you fuck a goat and then that makes you fucking do heroin or, you know, eat an entire pie. That's triggered. You know, when, when your reaction to something causes you to do something negative to yourself or to others, that's being triggered. But just looking at something you don't like, that's just being alive. Grow the fuck up. You know, you got to man up. Like, I mean, come on. Or they up. Whatever. You got to be stronger than that. You know, we, we're in this weird time where it's like, we should be more compassionate and more loving and more kind and, and ask more questions and uh, more accepting. Um, but not at the cost of just being mature and an adult and, and learning how to process your feelings and your emotions. You know, saying, just falling, that, that's a trigger for me, don't do that. Well, that's not helpful. And you, one, you can't tell that person in open space. If they're in your house and they're doing some fucked up shit, you make the rules. But if you're in shared space, you can't control the way people behave or do. You have the opportunity to leave. You know, if you don't like something, turn off the TV, turn off the radio, turn off the podcast, but not before you like, subscribe, and rate and review this on iTunes. You know, you have that option. We, we can't sacrifice um, common sense and, and working through your own shit just to be outraged and to let make everybody work down to you. I don't know if I told this story on here. Maybe I did. But like, um, was it, I used to go to this park near my house and, uh, like I live in a decent area, but like adjacent to me is not a decent area. And at this one park near my house, you get some people from the not so nice area. Uh, and with that, sometimes it'd be like people smoking cigarettes or weed at the park, like around kids. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? Um, and uh, parents completely checked out on their phone while their kids are, you could just walk up and take 10 kids and the parents wouldn't even know. Um, and then some of the kids are a little more aggressive. So I also wanted to check out this other park in this really nice neighborhood, not too far from me. And uh, that didn't have the problem. There's nobody smoking weed there. Um, the parents for the most part are really watching their kids. But then you also had a lot of kids wearing helmets and uh, parents like hovering over them, so being overprotective. But there, there's this like jungle gym apparatus thing, but instead of being made out of steel, it was made out of, it's made out of rope. So it moves and sways and bends. And my son was climbing on it and a couple other kids and they were like playing and jumping on it. And then this little girl wanted to go over, but it was, you know, it's moving. 
and she starts like yelling like, like she can't get on and the mother like tries to tell all <laughs> my son and all the other, can you guys stop so she can climb on and it's like bitch no she's got to get stronger teach her how to climb while it's moving don't make everybody else cater to her that's weird and unrealistic and she'll never get stronger she'll never grow just be there for her. if she falls catch her or pick her up she's not gonna die it's a couple feet she's only on the first you know little rope she'll be fine um but you know you have to you know watch inside out the bad stuff is important too you can't it's like you know when your kid is little you're supposed to get them to play outside in the dirt so they're exposed to all this bacteria and and so they your immune system gets stronger if you don't do that their immune system doesn't have to get stronger and then when they're older and they have actual illnesses it fucks them up real bad so it's like we had the same thing that we acknowledge physically we're not acknowledging so much mentally and emotionally but you have to go through that stuff you have to that's part of the thing that's like helping me steer myself back to center with my son attending school it's like he has to go through this shit he has to feel isolated sometimes he has to you know get made fun of or whatever those are important parts because then he will learn how to cope with those situations and those feelings and it's an opportunity for me to teach him about self-confidence and some people are mean and that other people's definitions don't define him he should always strive for understanding and his definition of himself should be ever-changing but it's the only one that matters um that he should listen to other people's negative views of him if it's if he's negatively affecting somebody else but somebody's opinion about who he is is not determined by them it's determined by him you know although that's an opportunity to teach i use a lot of dog training and dog methodology in my teaching uh, in that one of those principles is that you can't correct a dog's mistake until they do it so it's like you can't come home to your dog who's been cooped up in the house all day and unexercised which is your fault um and then they've shredded your couch or ate your shoes and you can't come home an hour later or 10 hours later and then discipline them for it like beat the shit out of them or rub their nose in it because they don't know what the fuck you're doing they don't understand why they just understand you walked into the house and hurt them they're not attaching it to what they did but if right when they do it you're there and you can you still don't beat the shit out of them but you can discipline them yell at them uh you know very sternly or you know pick up the shoe and show them that it's bad put them outside something like that um you can't have a conversation with them because you know they don't speak english uh and understand words but you have to catch them doing it well kids are the same way i can tell my son you know he's three so it's not like we can have the deepest of conversations but i can tell him things but until those things are tested and then i can reinforce them in those moments he's not going to learn it you know when i teach martial arts um at that group that i teach at it's a, a live-in rehab for teens um i teach them boxing and uh i can't hit them and which is a hindrance in that the best way to learn to keep your fucking hands up is to get hit because otherwise and i do and i have no problem just saying it over and over and over and i do but months of like keep your hands up keep your hands up keep your hands up because they have nothing to attach it to there's no real threat to not keep your hands up but with my personal students or my groups if somebody drops their hand i can punch them in the face i'm not going to knock them out but i can hit them in the face and that will almost immediately 
cause them to keep their hands up. So it's like you have to, when the problem happens, you address it then. Uh, and then people can make that connection. And that's how we learn. So yeah, this, uh, you know, I'm triggered. Don't do that. I don't like that. Don't do that. That song makes me sad. Don't play that song. It just makes you weaker. I understand the urge. Um, and it's not like everybody needs to go like, oh, this makes you sad. I'm going to turn it up. But if you're in a, sh again, a shared public space, you don't get to say that. It, we're all here. It's all a part of us. If the majority agrees that it stays on, then it stays on. And you have to learn how to cope. If that means you need to take a second and sit out or talk to somebody, then do that. But it's not like, I don't like it, so I'm going to, you have to stop. Or I don't like it, I'm going to run away. Like these are the things that are being not just practiced, but fucking taught. I see it um, being taught and it's really concerning. Um, I get, it's coming from a good place. It really is. I get it. It's coming from a good place. Um, but people are certainly getting soft. And I mean that not in the sense that like, Talking about your feelings is soft. Talking about your feelings is not soft. Uh, it's strong to talk about your feelings, to deal with your feelings. Soft in the sense that um, no ability or desire to be uncomfortable, to work through discomfort. People just avoid it. Uh, it's no good. It's no, 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 no good. Um, yeah. The other day I saw a Homeland Security truck on the freeway. I, I don't think I've ever seen a Homeland Security truck. And it was the opposite of making me feel secure. It made me feel uh, really unsafe. I don't know what that truck was doing or what it was for. But a lot of law enforcement, you know, it's like, Maybe that's a white privilegey thing to say. No, because when I see cops, I'm not, I'm not excited or happy. But it was something weird about when you see like a government-run law enforcement agency. It's always way more intense. It was weird. I don't know what it was for. Yeah. Have you? you was, I, don't, I may have talked about this before too, but like. There's this thing about that only white people can be racist. Now, look, I'm going to preface this by saying me as a white man. <laughs> I get how this would sound like me trying to like let myself off. But I'm not I, at all. Um, it's This is a logic issue, not a ethnicity issue. Racism is somebody discriminating or being prejudiced or biased against another ethnicity. That's it. That can be committed by anybody. And it is. All over the world. I don't know if you know this, but if you go to Asia, they're racist as fuck too. Um, if you go to everywhere, every country I've been to, there's a bunch of racist people there. And these are like non-white countries too. So it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's not a white construct. I think where people lose it in this country, well, one, you know, people in this country are pretty fucking wacky. Um, and since we don't have like a lot of actual problems to deal with, we make up these bullshit problems. But like in this country, they're getting the 
words confused where it's like they're talking about systemic racism or systemic prejudice, which can also happen anywhere. But in this country, it is absolutely uh, something that was created and is enforced by white men in particular, white people, women included, but in particular white men, and then even further rich white men. Um, that is for sure who has created and controlled the systemic, the taught racism and, and uh, entrenched it within our laws, within our community. Like that, that's for sure. I don't even know how you could argue against it. So if you're talking about systemic racism um, and, and the, the power structure of, of this country, of America, then for sure that is dominated by white people. But it could it could change, like, you know, if somehow the laws were made by everybody except white people and they were really angry and mean people and wanted to do to white people what white people did to their ancestors, it could for sure change. Um, that would be unfortunate, not because I'm white, but because, like, it just breeds more hate and then it just keeps going back and forth. There's never a a balance and a positivity and a neutrality to things. Um, but yeah, this idea that like only white people can be racist, that's, it's fucking stupid. And I'm not saying that as a white man, I'm just saying that as someone who really thinks logic and reason and, uh, you know, understanding of basic words is important. Um, everybody can be racist and most people are, but yeah. So systemic prejudice and systemic racism is different from just racism. It's not just for white people. Everybody is welcome to be racist. Most people will take you up on that too. I don't know what else. <sighs> hmm. I just had a really good day of teaching. I started a new group. Um, like I, I have mostly have private clients that I teach, but I also have a couple groups. One is that, that live in rehab that I teach boxing to. And then I also work with, um, a school, uh, they're like eight charter schools. I, and I teach at, uh, well, I previously taught at one of them and now I'm going to teach at two more. And, uh, two of them I do like a boot camp for, and then one of them I do kickboxing. And I just uh, started with the kickboxing group today and such an awesome program. Like they, they take, administrators or teachers, whatever the staff has the option to attend. I think last year, last year we were doing like three classes per school, but I think they cut it down to two, which is good. Um, but they have like cool classes like yoga, boxing, kickboxing, um, fitness classes. There's like weightlifting classes. There's all sorts of these group classes you can attend twice a week. Um, and it's for the staff to like work on their health and fitness and understand that it's important and that it affects the rest of their job. But as a tension reliever, stress reliever, team building for them, it's such a cool thing. I wish every school and every company had exercise programs in place for their employees. Um, it makes you happier, more productive, healthier. You know, it is still the number one recommended treatment for depression and anxiety and stress. Uh, medically, it is the number one exercise and good nutrition is the number one recommended treatment for 
just about everything. Um, it's not a cure-all, but it's as close as you can get. Uh, where It can solve massive amounts of problems, and then anything left over, then, you know, traditional Western medicines uh, and Eastern medicines or whatever could then come into play. Um, but, I, you know, how important it is that the, the people who are teaching our children and teenagers, who are also children, um, are healthy themselves. Such a simple and obvious idea that we just don't value and we don't use, but a really, really awesome thing to be a part of. I'm really happy that I can do that, um, contribute to these people learning more about themselves and, 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 and learning how to deal with failure because that makes them hopefully more compassionate when their kids are in their classrooms are failing. And they're not all teachers. Some of them are like administrative staff too, but they're all a part of the same system. So hopefully it makes them more understanding about failing um, and, and just being like, yeah, it's, you struggle and you get better. And that's the process of all things. It's, it's easy to demonstrate in something physical. Lift this. I can't. It's heavy. Okay, so lift the smaller one. And then after you get better, now lift the heavier one again. You know, so you understand the process. Or then going like, I lifted it once. Okay, we'll do it five times. And on the second one, you fucking drop it. And you fail and you learn how to go like, I'm not bad because I dropped it. I'm just not ready to do five yet or whatever. Or to go for 10 minutes doing mountain climbing. Whatever it is. Um, it's so important. It's such a valuable, aside from, yeah, working out releases serotonin and dopamine which are the chemicals in our body and our brains that make us feel happy um, but just you learn to deal with failure constant failure especially in martial arts and when it comes to sparring especially uh, you're failing all the time like forget about doing pad work or something like that or drilling but when you're applying in a safe environment and someone is trying to not let you do that you're failing constantly so you're constantly having to say um, that's fine. I failed. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep going, keep going and not make it a personal attack on yourself that you didn't do better. Um, and you see some people really fight hard against it. You know, they'll really not be ready to let go and just accept that it's okay to be bad at something and then get better. And it's really one, as soon as you can accept, it's okay to start wherever you're starting or be wherever you are and be bad at something as soon as you let that wash over you you will then start to get better you know with hard work and consistency and all that but the people who i've been with a long time that just can't let themselves fail or accept that they're not doing well and just in their brain lie to themselves and be like I'm, i can't listen to the, your corrections because that would be an acknowledgement that i'm not doing it perfectly um they'll stay at the same level forever and they'll never get good they'll be okay but once once you can just like let go, you know, in martial arts, a lot of times we refer to that as emptying the cup, emptying your cup. And that doesn't mean throwing away everything you learned. It means um, emptying your uh, space in your cup so that you have willingness to learn. It's not about the material or the knowledge that you're getting. It's about your willingness to learn, to be instructed, to make corrections. That's what's important. So when we say empty your cup, it doesn't mean whatever you learned yesterday or last year or 10 years ago, throw it away. It means throw away the thought of you're doing it perfectly. Throw away the thought that you can't learn more, that you can't be instructed to do it better. You know, and it's something you can use in every aspect of your life, you know, in dealing with things at work or you know actual tasks to learn how to do them better but also just in relationships learning how to speak to people better and that's a lot, a lot of that's 
from therapy, I learned how to do that too, having a conversation and not making it all about me right away or turning it around, but like letting people's voice uh, be heard and, and hear what they're actually saying and things like that. Uh, so important. And, and you get that example very clearly from working out and from doing martial arts. If you have a good teacher and you know a good group or a good environment that you're learning that in, there are a lot of assholes who do martial arts and work out too, but they're not looking for that peace which is important, super, all important. The only thing that's actually important, it's nice to look good naked. It is. Uh, it's nice to be strong, to be able to do cool things. But, you know, all that stuff is just to facilitate you being a, a good person and not being a douchebag. Um, you know, that's what it's for. It's, it's a shame that it's not a bigger part of our lives. That it's, it, you know... It, it's not taught as it's an afterthought. It's like, Oh, well jocks work out or, you know, that's what I thought. I mean, I, I never worked. I never did anything. You know, I was just a fucking drug addict and musician and that's what I wanted to do. And like, I couldn't, well, I can't be like a cool artsy musician guy and lift weights or, and fight. Um, but yeah, you can, and you should. And it brings me, it makes me think about, you know, all the, when I'd read about, samurai or something like that where it's like yes these are lethal killers the greatest some of the greatest martial artists ever and they would also have to learn calligraphy and painting or gardening or flower arrangement and a lot of the chinese warriors would do that as well so there was this balance of yes you have this hard discipline and these uh, intense skills and, and, and you're able to do these amazing feats of strength uh, and, and uh, be successful in combat, but you also tend to the fields or you grow flowers or you paint. You have a, a soft meditative practice that is not about destruction. It's about creation. And you need both of those things. You, you, I remember I had a student once. She popped in for like one or two classes. Uh, this is a long time ago. She had never done martial arts before, and uh, she had, she does yoga. She did yoga. When I say yoga, I mean, like, the white people yoga of, like, it's just stretching, which is nice. It's good to stretch. But, uh, you know, because real yoga is a way of being. It's a lifestyle. It's basically, it's practically a religion um, in the sense that it encompasses your whole life, and it's about life lessons and, and being a better, stronger, more compassionate, loving person. It's not about doing a handstand. Um, that's a tool to teach you all the things I was just talking about of overcoming struggle and realizing that you're more capable of doing things and you believe you are in your mind and that there's actually no limits to these relatively no limits to these things and uh, to have a daily pursuit and a daily practice and a routine and a consistency and a focus and you know a discipline um, damn it I just lost my train of thought I'm so dumb where was I going with that Mm. Oh, so she did yoga, and uh, after taking my class, she was like, I don't know, it just feels like um, it's too aggressive, and I just want more balance, so I'm just going to do yoga. Now, I get that it might be too aggressive, and you might not be into that, but just doing yoga is not balance. Do you understand? Like, do yoga. For sure do yoga. But also, you know, run hills or... Do sprints in the pool, something that is explosive and causes you to exert yourself uh, 
yoga is fucking hard. Don't get me wrong. Yoga is really hard, but it's a different type of hard. It's a different type of exertion. And you should have both. If you're not into martial arts or boxing or uh, Muay Thai or something like that, there are other ways to let that intensity out. I, I don't want to use the word aggression because it's not, it's, it's intensity, passion, fire. Let that shit come out and have an outlet for it. Um, and also do the more passive internal things as well. Aside from yoga being incredibly challenging and hard and strength building and stuff like that, it is a wonderful meditative practice. Um, but I, you know, meditating is also lifting weights. It's also sitting quietly. It's also moving. It's also taking a walk. It is also playing the piano and letting your brain just relax. You know, meditating doesn't mean clear your mind. There's, I don't know what, let's start in the movies or something. Clear your mind. Empty, have no thoughts. That's not a thing. That Meditating is about relaxing your mind so you don't control or manipulate how the thoughts come in and out. You let them do what they do. So they take their course naturally. They enter in naturally and you don't hold on to them. You let them pass. That is a very hard process. Emptying your mind, thinking of nothing, that's not possible. We're not capable of doing that. And then also if you think like you can't see how conflicted people are. People are like meditating means clear your mind, be empty of thoughts. But then also meditating means having some great epiphany. Well, that doesn't work. If you're having no thoughts, there is no epiphany. There is no coming to a conclusion about a problem you're having in your life. You let those thoughts in and just let them do whatever. Let them leave. You don't hold on. So it's a process of not hanging on to your past, not hanging on to your future, letting go of anticipation anxiety, letting go of you know, past regret or whatever. You just allow things to be. Um, and it sounds so simple to say that, but that is a massively difficult undertaking. Incredibly hard. And some people experience it more when they're boxing or doing martial arts or running hills or lifting weights or doing yoga or swimming, but you should have more than one practice of it for balance. You know, if you're talking about balance, then some of your meditating should be through sitting quietly or moving softly or slowly. And some of it should be, you know, going into the woods and screaming as loud as you can or punching the shit out of something. Those are all really valuable places to find everything. Yeah. I think astrology is pretty dumb, right? Isn't it weird that there's certainly something with the stars? Certainly. I mean, there are shapes out there. They're not, they don't seem super random. Because um, amidst all the random shit, there's shapes. That's weird. It's fucking weird. So there's something to the stars, for sure. All the ancient cultures did weird shit with the stars. You know, the pyramids are lined up under, what is that, Orion or some shit? That's fucking crazy. You know, and there's certain ways you can look through certain windows and see. There's a bunch of wacky, amazing, really fascinating stuff with the stars. We're literally made of stars. So there is a, we are connected to them and they to us. We are all one thing. Um, but when people are like astrology and their horoscopes and stuff like that, man, that shit drives me nuts. Because it's all so vague and it could apply to anybody. Um, 
But with that being said, my therapist described it in the best way to me. She's into it. Um, she likes astrology. And so she asked, she was like, do you want me to do your chart? And I was like, yeah, for sure. Go for it. I don't buy into that stuff, but I'm down for anything. Let's give it a shot. So she did it and she printed it out. And when she gave it to me in our next session, she said something in all of my years of hearing about astrology and seeing it, I've always been so annoyed and disappointed with it and embarrassed about it. Um, she is the only person who said it to me in a way that I was like, I like that. And now it has some validity for me and to me, it just in the grand scheme of things, things, pardon me. And she said, she handed me this printout and she was like, look, we're going to go through it. And a lot of things are going to resonate for you. And some won't. The idea with both, the things that resonate, you want to ask how and why they resonate for you and where in your life they ring true. And, and then what does that mean? The things that don't, they don't. And we might be able to ask those same questions amongst the things that don't. But the main thing is that these are not answers. These are questions. If it says you're this type of person, all that does is give you an opportunity to ask yourself Am I that type of person? Do I have that quality? Is it a good quality or bad quality? Do I like that quality or not like that quality? Is that something I want to embrace or change? Is it something I want to uh, feed and enhance or, or diminish and lower? So it brings all these, I love questions, especially reflective questions like that. So it, it, it brought me to a place where I could go like, okay, now I can see some merit to it. Um, but most people use it as this, like, it defines me. Oh, I did this because I'm a Virgo. It's like, shut the fuck up. And also, shouldn't asking your sign be a big clue that it's bullshit? Because if it was so matter of fact, wouldn't you just be able to tell everybody? And not luck of the draw randomly, you get it right. Sometimes you're bound to be right every once in a while. But shouldn't you be able to tell everyone's sign without them telling you? Just through their behavior? So it's like we attached this weird, well, Mercury means this. Why? I don't know. I'd like to see those books. Where are those books that say this is why it is, we say it is what it is. This is why this being in this, these stars being in this constellation or whatever, this is why we say that it means these things. That's what I want to see. Why does it, you can't just say it. You know, the Venus means love. Why? Because it just does. No, that's, that's not good enough for me. Um, but, you know, again, the, the questions, the same thing with religion. If your religion asks questions, it's a, it's a decent cult to be a part of. But if your cult has answers, it's not so good. It's not so good. Anyway, I think that's enough. I rambled on enough. Ask questions. Be kind. Do good. Be well. Peace.